Hi, I'm Ruth Scott and welcome to Hours to Protect, an initiative on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio in association with the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland on Climate Action and Climate Change. We're here with you until 9pm and for the next half hour we'll be discussing climate issues with the help of our invited panel of guests, Head of News Daniel Pitcher and contributors from around Ireland on how they've embraced change in their lives to help the planet. Firstly, I'd like to introduce you to the website ourstoprotect.ie, which is a one-stop shop for all things relating to this project, where you'll find links to all of the content produced by the participating IBI stations across the country. Plus, check out our social media posts for links to the Hours to Protect survey and tell us about your efforts to create a better environment in your day-to-day life. A little later, we'll be inviting you to calculate your own ecological footprint, but before we meet our guests, here's Podrigo Marcin, who is a husband and a father of four and whose family have decided to cut back on their waste through shopping with a different mindset and looking at different ways to regenerate their waste. This decision has now saved them all their waste disposal charges and is very much based on the idea of self-responsibility in maintaining and protecting the area in which they live. How did you start getting into that? Why do you do it and how does it work? It works quite well. It was probably something that we wanted to do anyway. Having the waste disposal company coming every week uh, was kind of handy and it was fine. And while it was affordable, it was it was a reasonable option because we were already conscious about recycling and we only had half a half a black bin anyway. And um, probably because we always um, composted. We we've got a compost and bin set up in our in our back garden, so quite a lot of what we use goes in there. Um, but the, I guess the cost of the waste disposal company got quite high and um, we thought that with a little bit more work we could probably make it a lot more affordable for ourselves and like I say it was probably doing something that we wanted to do anyway. The idea of all the things that come into our house we have to, we need to, we wanted to have an idea of where it was going to go when we were finished with it. And is this a more more a kind of an emphasis on recycling or reducing? You could always use more than you could recycle. So definitely to, to cut down what we use is probably more more important. So we try to use paper packaging, um, if we use packaging at all. Um, we like cardboard because when we were finished bringing the groceries into the shop, from the shop, then the cardboard can go down and mulch the, gra- ground, the garden or can go into the fire or can go into the compost ourselves. So we try to use things that we can deal deal with on site and then what we can't, we go to the recycling centre maybe once every six weeks, once every two months. It worked out a lot cheaper than using the waste disposal company as well, which is another bonus. It's just a changing in the, the yeah. way you're looking at it, I That's suppose. That's probably the biggest part of it and it's the easiest thing to do and it can be the slowest thing to happen. But for sure, changing the mind, all, everything else follows after that. Padraig Martin, who, along with his family, have been doing their bit to help the environment at their home. Up next, Daniel Pitcher, Head of News at Ireland's Classic Hits Radio, will be joining me with our special guest tonight to discuss why we are all hoarding our old tech in every nook and cranny of our homes. Ours to protect on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot with a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go 
that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The day paradise put up a parking lot. They took all the trees, put them in a tree museum. And they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them. Seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Hey, farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now. Give me spots on my apples, or leave me the birds and the bees. Please don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam. And a big yellow taxi took away my old man. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. There's a song long known for its environmental concern. It was written by Joni Mitchell on a visit to Hawaii where she opened the curtains to this vista of rolling fields and hills and looked down and there was a parking lot as far as the eye could see and it broke her heart. Hi, I'm Ruth Scott and welcome back to Aris to Protect, an initiative on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio in association with the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland on climate action and climate change. Head of news and somebody who deals with climate change on an everyday basis reporting for Ireland's Classic Hits Radio is Daniel Pitcher, who's chairing the discussion with our invited guests. Daniel, what facets of climate action will we be covering this evening? Yeah, thanks, Ruth. And I suppose before we start, I'd like everybody to just stop and think about the effect that each and every one of us are having on the planet that we're living on. So how does my life impact on the environment, whether it's on a daily commute to work, the purchase decisions we make, whether we dispose of our family waste... As a fact check, you can log on to footprintcalculator.org and check out what your ecological footprint is. And I've discovered that I'm pretty guilty on, on, on a lot of things and I'm quite bad. And it's actually given me a lot of food for thought. So plenty of food for thought coming up. Tonight, our basis of discussion is around tech recycling, which has made the news recently with empathy research finding for We Ireland that one in five adults are concerned about recycling their unused tech items such as laptops, computers and smartphones for fear that their personal and bad Banking information will be breached. 22% of us also prefer to keep our devices as backup. So are you hoarding old technology because of security problems? Well, obviously, given the number of these pieces of technology that are in our drawers around the world, this has a significant impact on the environment. So with that in mind, on the show tonight, we're joined by Track O'Brainon, who is Ireland's Classic Hits radio researcher and correspondent for the Ars to Protect initiative. Also by Porik Power, who is the senior marketing manager and global operations Ireland at Refurbed. And uh, finally, also to Leo Dunham, 
Donovan, who is the CEO at We Ireland. Thanks very much indeed, guys, for taking the time out to talk to me today. Um, I suppose, Podrick, we'll start with you. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're in this age where, you know, we're constantly being told to recycle more. We're constantly being told to do things like look after how many car journeys we're making. But quite often we, we don't quite hear about recycling tech and how good that can be for the environment. Um, So you're at the heart of putting all of these devices, particularly desktop computers, to good use and lengthening their lifespan. What assurances or measures um, are put in place to safeguard people's data? Because that would be a concern for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan, it, it is a big concern for people. And it's something, you know, to be wary of and to make sure that you are going to the right place to ensure that that is the case. Um, when it comes to refurbished devices and, and refurbed ourselves, we have a 40-step refurbishing process. And in that, you actually have two times when the data is fully wiped and the, the device is restored to factory settings. And our, um, our suppliers are actually certified as well with regards to the data deletion. So it's a 100% guarantee there. And then once all of our devices are fully wiped, once the functionality is there and they go through the full process, they are tested for full functionality. And a part of the testing process is, again, to ensure it's like a brand new device that you just got out of the box. So everything is at the factory setting and there's no data on any level. So when you are a consumer and you're worried about that, I would definitely make sure to go to a certified um, business. So if they're purchasing a company like Refurb, or then if you're looking to recycle your devices, a company like We Ireland, who are also certified as far as I'm aware. Because I did go to the My Footprint calculator earlier on, and I will admit that um, I'm I'm quite guilty um, on, on an awful lot of fronts in terms of my use of old tech. Like I, I'd open up a drawer the other day and I found an old HTC phone from ages ago. I think that that would be you know the case for a lot of people around the country. But do, do you think that from a national point of view, to encourage more people to get out and, and, and recycle their own tech, that this could be a, a thing from government. Because as I said before, you know, we're constantly hearing about, oh, well, you know, try not, you know, use your car too much and try use public transport. These are all things that the government are getting involved in on a national level. But as I mentioned before, not as much with, with, with things like old tech. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've hit a really good point there. And I think it's also something that's super attainable for people at home. Um, when the government do get involved in things such as car journeys and other aspects, it's obviously great if we can lessen that, but that does really impact on people's day-to-day lives or particularly, you know, if someone's not living in a city, they might need their car. Whereas over, I think there's over 5 million old phones um, on average in Ireland in drawers. And I know that like my own family would have them. Everyone does. I've gotten better since I started working at Refurb, so I now know the, uh, the impact there. But it's just a, such a simple thing that if you have an old device that you're not using, either gifted on to a family member, perhaps you have a younger or older family member who'd be happy with an older device, or if that's not possible, then try and recycle or sell on the device, because there's no point in it just sitting there and, uh, number one, gathering dust itself, but number two, because that's in the drawer, someone else needs to buy something new and Mm -hmm. strip from the environment. So it's such a simple thing that people can do once they think about it and once they're conscious of it. For for businesses as well to take to minimise their environmental impact um, by, you know, opting for refurbished and uh, technology purchases. Absolutely. Um, with Refurbed, we have a refurb business platform, so it works both ways. Um, businesses can actually get devices from us. So whether it's your phones, laptops, tablets, any anything you can think of there. 
but also they can sell on their old devices. And like we were mentioning earlier, we have the guaranteed data wipe and everything, so they're secure there. But also it's a great way that they know that their devices are going into the circular economy and they can also make a profit off of their old devices. So it's even cheaper for them. So it's great to have the the cost benefit along with the environmental benefit because I think people really do then, you know, understand that it is a positive and they are more likely to follow through with us. Tracker Brennan, I'm just going to bring you in on this as well. Like, I mean, you're you're a family man. I've just given, a, a, you know, an example of finding one or two old mobile phones. I'm sure there must be an old laptop somewhere lying about the house as well. Is is this a similar situation for you? And I, and I suppose from, from a family man's point of view, what are the, 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 the steps that you take in the family home to try and reduce the footprint? Yeah, this is very much uh, a sort of a voyage of discovery for me. It's a great opportunity for me to learn more about green issues and learn about how we can improve ourselves at home with the family and that. I did the, the, the carbon calculation, the footprint calculator you mentioned there, Dan, and it didn't come out well. You know, <laughs> I didn't think I'd be that bad, but uh, my carbon footprint is used up on a yearly basis by April, so that's not great. We're constantly seeing warnings from government, from Gardaí and stuff like that about scams and GDPR breaches and all the rest of that. But there are still yeah. concerns there. And there was a report only quite recently and, and, and quite a large amount of people hang on to it for concerns um, ab- about their data. But also to have things as a backup, would, would you fall under that category? Yeah, I, I definitely would. Again, it, it's something that I'm, I'm kind of only beginning to learn about now myself, but it's even the old laptop you hang on to in case the new laptop goes in the blink or something like that, that you want to have something even just for the functionality of a laptop. So there's that as well, but I suppose it's every time I, I talk to someone new about this, and we're doing lots of little interviews all over the place, um, a new layer is unfolding with tech or, or otherwise that we can all do to make uh, to make life uh, a little bit greener. Leo Donovan, um, CEO of We Ireland, um, thanks for hanging on there as well. Um, are, are we bad at recycling technology? I mean, the re- recent research showed that one in five adults are not recycling their unused tech. Yeah, when, when it comes to the actual technical products like laptops, mobile phones, computers, even the computer gadgets, we find we're only getting back 40% of what is sold on the market approximately around about 6 million of these items go on the market every year. And under the EU directive, we're required as a nation to take back 65% what is placed on the market. So we're only at around about 40% of the tech equipment. We're doing better on some of the larger items like your fridge, freezers, dishwashers, televisions and so on. But when it comes to technology, that is the challenge. You know, and, and pork is being perfectly correct and you're making sure that people wipe their data and get their data professionally wiped uh, before they either send it for refurb or, or reuse or in our case if they're sent it into an authorised collection point which would be any of your electrical retailer that sells those similar products or to a local authority recycling centre it's free to bring back all your technology and and, and it's you know it's, it's the other it's the laptops it's, it's the phones but it's the keyboards it's the mice it's the connectors it's the rechargers you know all of those electrical small appliances that we're no longer using mm. and, and track you know you're, 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 you're in the norm there 
we've we've worked out that look if we continue manufacturing and 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 consuming electronics at the speed that we consume them at, we we would have run out of raw materials to manufacture these by April. Never mind using up your own footprint, uh, carbon footprint by April. So this is a major challenge. You've heard of the, the need to have three worlds to keep us in the resources that we need to keep remanufacturing these products. And that's what we're focused on is taking back the products, but not only taking them back, making sure that we maximize the recycling of the materials that comes back, extracting out those critical raw materials so that we have coppers, we have cobalt from batteries, we have gallium and so on, all these critical raw materials that are in these technical appliances. We want to make sure that we sort separate them so that we've got materials for remanufacturing in the future. There's two parts to our objectives. One is to make sure we take back as much material as possible. And then two, to have it very safely recycled. So the hazardous components, like what you're describing there in the fridge freezers, are in lamps, fluorescent tubes, for example, would have hazardous components. We have machinery and technology to extract that. It's quite an expensive process to, to reverse engineer these products. Uh, but we do have... Senelec approved, these are EU standard approved recycling facilities that make sure that we are extracting and managing the hazardous material in these products. Mm. And not an awful lot of people will recognise, I suppose, the, the, the disadvantages to the environment of, of having, you know, something like that just sort of stored away, maybe even forgotten about. Because for many of us, we think, OK, well, it's switched off. It's, it's, it's not going to cause that much damage. But is it? Look, it's, it's more the point you're mentioning there about the critical raw materials. Do you mm. recognise that we're very reliant on Europe of getting these raw materials from other parts of the world, right? And uh, we've got to be a little bit more self-reliant on our raw material. And we do what we call urban mining. So that means that the materials are here in Europe. Now we want to gather them up and then create and recover the precious metals and critical raw materials from, from these particular products. So that's the main focus is, yeah, don't leave them hanging in your drawers there because they're doing no good. You're not going to reuse them. We all know that at this stage. They've gone out of date. But yet, for sure, your data has to be protected. You want to make sure you don't lose your data, so make sure it's backed up on the cloud. Make sure the item is white. And then, as I said, bring it back to one of the authorised collection points. Again, free to bring back to electric retailers or to your local civic community sites. Um, Podrick, if I can bring you back in, um, just how hard is it to scrub something like a hard drive clean? Because we, we, we do hear that that's quite difficult. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the likes of Refurb, it's it's not because we do have, um, like I said, our certified refurbishers and they have all of the tech there to wipe it themselves. From a consumer point of view, obviously, it's great if you just have a look first and restore to factory settings yourself. So I think one of the main things there is just look up the tutorial online, look up YouTube, anything like that for the type of device that you're looking for and say, how do I restore to factory settings? But then just make sure you are choosing a, a supplier that will, or a recycler, that does have the data um, wiping within their process as well. Because sometimes, you know, you, you might just put your trust in somewhere blindly and send it on and you never know. So the main thing is to just ensure where you are giving the device away, that you're choosing somebody that is trustworthy and that has the reviews there that you know about. Can you just talk to me as well just about the future of the refurbishment and repair industry in, in light of the emerging regulations such as the proposal for the Right to Repair Directive? Absolutely. Um, so the, the future itself is very, very bright um, for the refurbishment industry. It's expected itself to surge from about $27 billion in the US right now up to nearly $70 billion, and that's just within this year. So it's, uh, it's doubling in size there. 
And in general as well, we are seeing an annual growth rate of about 10% of um, second-hand or refurbished devices throughout Europe um, in the sales and what people are buying every year. So it is great to see that. And then aside from that, we do have the right to repair directive, like you mentioned, and we also have the EU Green Deal. And it's fantastic to see that these are being taken into play on an EU level and that it is something that now we're having more and more companies behind that they are being pushed and I think that's one of the main things, uh, particularly with right to repair, is yes, of course, we want the refurbished industry to um, to expand. But the first protocol is to make sure that the devices people buy new, that they can use for as long as possible. Because the most sustainable thing is to have a device and have, a, have an extremely long lifespan. Whereas I think what a lot of consumers have seen in the last 10, 15 years are devices that were built to last for about 18 months. And that's obviously the first thing to, to challenge. And just something that's just come to mind, when you're wiping old tech, is there any legal issues in reporting to Garthi anything suspicious that might be found on a give a, like on a on a laptop or a desktop computer or something like that when you're wiping it? Not as far as I'm aware. Um, with regards to refurb, we wouldn't look at the person's data because sure. in that as well, you know, GDPR, um, so everybody's data is, is their own. So when we get a device, it's it's automatically wiped so there would be no uh, data viewed even from us Track back to you I mean like we've heard a lot there and I think the two of us would be in agreement that we're sort of at the bottom level of this coming in I mean there's there's plenty of food for thought in all of this there is, yeah. I mean, it's, what Porter has mentioned there, and it's, it's the thing that struck me about the mobile phone, like the mobile phone business model seems to be very much based on, you know, upping the tech very quickly, changing that over, going on to the next level of an iPhone, and that you're you're changing it every 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 couple of years. And even when we went into a, a shop recently, and we were looking at getting a refurbished phone, and uh, we were told, oh, it probably won't last that long. And be this kind of stuff that you'd hear, that, and, and even with the new phones, it's not expected to last more than a few years. You know, and you're thinking, this is mad. You know, mm. I mean, how can we justify what we're trying to do uh, across the globe about about cutting back on the use of these kind of raw materials and the waste of these raw materials when one of the biggest business models that's out there and everybody seems to have a smartphone is is uh, going completely against that. You know, yeah. that as Parag had mentioned, it, there has to be steps taken to counter that. It's kind of like the whole thing of you know the new shiny thing will come out that we all want yeah. to get. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the whole model is also based on that everything that we do in life, or we banking or whatever, is all reliant on the phone as well. So everything is coming back to that. So you're, you're going to panic if your phone doesn't work or something like that. Leo, just before we wrap up, is there any sort of final piece of advice that you'd like to give for anybody looking to maybe get up to the, the recycling centres or, or wherever they're disposing of their tech waste? Yeah, there's a great website called mywaste.ie and on that you'll find all your uh, local recycling centres. Uh, all the electrical uh, retailers will take back any electrical waste free of charge as long as they sell the similar type of material and they'd be delighted to, to take it back. No purchase required, uh, so to make it nice and easy. And then just one last reminder, please wipe your data before you send your material either back for a refurb or a recycling. And then finally, Podrick, will give you the last word on this. Any uh, information that you can give for people? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, to um, go to the likes of iWaste.ie and We Ireland, as Leo says. But then separately, if you are looking to purchase a refurbished device, make sure you're purchasing a trusted seller, like I said, and the likes of Refurb, you also get a, a 30-day free trial and a 12-month warranty. 
So those are things to check out as well, that you're getting a warranty on your refurbished tech so you know that it's going to be top quality. Okay, well listen, uh, Park Power, the Senior Marketing Manager at Global Operations at Refurbed, uh, also Leo Donovan, CEO of We Ireland, and also finally to uh, Track O'Brien, who is ours to protect researcher for Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Thank you very much indeed for the time that you've taken to talk to me today. Thank you. Thanks a million, Dan. Daniel Pitcher, Head of News at Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Evelyn Fitzpatrick, the owner of a very unique minimal waste refill shop in Mullingar. When Evelyn finished college and went travelling, she became focused on more sustainable ways of life. And on her return to Westmead, she found trying to find eco-friendly or sustainable shops in the county frustrating and realised that her calling was to set up a shop offering others to help live their life in a more sustainable way. Hence, the refill mill was born and Track visited Evelyn recently to find out all about it for hours to protect. So we are a minimal waste refill shop based here in the town of Mullingar and um, the idea behind the shop is to reduce our reliance on single-use plastic. So um, we do that by offering package-free options for our customers. So it's anybody that's looking to reduce the amount of plastic going into their bin each week, Mm -hmm. we have solutions for them. Okay, so it's just a different way to shop, basically. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just looking around the shop here, and I'm looking at hand soaps, and I know you have detergents, and you have you can buy your nuts, you can buy this honeys. There's all sorts of different things that you can buy, uh, spices and uh, uh, seed mix, and all sorts chia seeds and all sorts of things. Instead of buying all the packaging, you have eggs here as well that you can get, and you can come in and buy an awful lot of what you'd need over a period of a couple of weeks and just do one go, recycle the whole lot, bring in your containers. Yeah. And that's how it works. You bring in your own containers. And yeah, yeah so we ask our customers to bring in their own containers and we weigh them, we uh, refill them for you and then we reweigh them. So you're only paying for the pro- product instead of the packaging. Yeah. Um, and um, a lot of customers forget to bring in their containers. So we have lots of paper bags or recycled jars here that are, for, are free for people to take as well. Um, yeah and it reduces a huge amount of waste so you can basically do your weekly shop aside from we don't have fruit and veg in here okay um, other refill shops do um, but yeah you can do all your dried foods and all your detergents and shampoo and all of that kind of thing and you just said there the word reduce it is very much reduce reuse more than recycle absolutely yeah it's it's about it's about reusing whatever you have at the moment instead of uh, yeah. bringing more plastic into the world exactly yeah and when you look around your home there are so many things that you can reuse um, okay. so I think once you start shopping this way you'll think about what's in your house a little bit differently yeah and yeah. it is a bit of a mindset about what are the little things that I can do yeah, that can just make a little bit of a difference and hone in on a couple every every couple of weeks okay and tell us I know that you have um, you have a website you can buy online from the refill mill yeah yeah um, it's the refillmill.ie and there's also other various shops around the country that people can similar to the refill mill yeah. there's no franchise on the shops but there no. are there are quite similar shops around the country yeah so they're popping up all over the place so there's a good few in Dublin and um, there's one in Cavan there's a great one in Galway and um, they're all over there's some in Cork everywhere so you know you're close there's enough no to one it. yeah no exactly okay well listen Evelyn thanks very much for talking thank to you us. very much for having me don't forget to check footprintcalendar.org and check what your ecological footprint is Look out for our social media posts at classichits.ie and ourstoprotect.ie, which is a one-stop shop for all things relating to this project. Hours to Protect, an initiative on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio, in association with the independent broadcasters of Ireland's on climate action and climate change. I'm Ruth Scott. Let's all do our bit to help improve the environment. After all, it's ours to protect. Good night.